Or you can do all those things and so much more Just grab a seat in the chair or the floor Sit back, relax, recline While she drops another casual line You're tuned into Casually Molly With Molly and Thank you for tuning in to the Casually Molly podcast. I am your host, Molly Ambergie. Just remember, you can always casually subscribe, whether on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, you name it, any of your audio services. Oh, look, it's like there's a handle there or something that you can follow. (laughs) (laughs) But, oh, Scooter, I didn't even realize your hat matches my wool sweater. What are we doing? We're doing it. Uh, We're we're doing doing it. We're doing the thing. I feel like that's just the theme of, like, this whole year and now entering 2021. We're doing it. Like, this is happening. It's happening. Uh, But I'm really excited. We have our first jazz musician that is on Casually Molly. So give it up for Scooter Brown, everybody. Yes. (laughs) I love it. I'm so happy that you're here, Scooter. We were kind of, we've been actually talking a lot. I really appreciate it. You were like, I love to talk. And I was like, oh, me too. It's going to be great. Absolutely. Uh, But for those of you who weren't part of our conversation, (laughs) Scooter, why don't you give a little bit of a background as to who you are and what you do in the St. Louis area and beyond. <laughs> oh, uh, I'm Scooter Brown, Carlos Scooter Brown. Uh, originally, I, my name is Carlos T. Brown Jr., named after my father. Okay. Uh, the I'm named after uh, the, the cool, calm, collected uh, doctor, Carlos Brown Sr. <laughs> yes, okay. Um, I, I, I grew up in East St. Louis. Okay. Uh, I graduated East St. Louis Senior High School 20 uh, <laughs> You're like, sure, that's, yeah. It's like in the event that any of my students may be watching. No, I'm joking. Aww. But um, I play the saxophone. I, I sing. I just started getting into singing. Okay. So I had to, to preface that. I, you know, I just kind of like, I don't like to look at myself as just like a normal musician or just a musician. I'm, a, you know, I, I, I dig, I like to dig into other, other avenues of creativity. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I work for Jazz St. Louis. I'm the education associate, and uh, I run the Jazz Academy program. So shout out to all my middle schoolers out there. My, my kiddos, I love you all. Aww. Y'all are hanging in there because we'll be back outside soon. Yes. Um, yeah, that's what I do. And then, you know, every other weekend or so, I'm either DJing or playing or... Okay. Yeah. So, like, what do you not do? I ask all my guests this, but Play basketball. I... Oh, well, neither do I. <laughs> I yeah, I'm, I, I'm a huge basketball like head, but I'm. I'm, I'm Who's your favorite team? Woo, Boston Celtics. Okay, I gotcha. I feel like mine is like the typical LA Lakers, but I'm also that's, that's like. <laughs> see, that, but that, that, there's the friendly competition. So exactly. See, and we'll see LeBron is from Ohio and I'm from Ohio. So anywhere he usually goes, I just like kind of follow with it. I loved him when he was in Cleveland, but now that he's part of LA, I'm like, sorry guys. Understood, understood. I feel the same way. Oh, I love that. Well, see, that's something I didn't even know about you. And you DJ? Tell us about that. So I I recently, BC, before COVID. Yes. I got into DJing and, um, yeah, I, I, it was just kind of like a, uh, just just a, 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 an avenue that just really, I don't know, it just kind of like, and the funny thing is, like, when I started DJing, like, that's when, like, my dad was like, oh, 
You know I used to DJ back in the day. I was like, what? Yeah, like, what? We share the same name and you have a DJ? Uh, what? And then uh, a good friend of mine, uh, Lamar Harris. <laughs> good friend of mine, Lamar Harris. He. Uh, I love that there was a chuckle. I'm like, ooh, what's the story with Lamar? <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> She's Lamar, no, Lamar Harris. Lamar, if you're watching this, I appreciate you, man. Um, no, he, he he always gets on me. He's like, man, don't mention my name. Don't mention my name. It's like, no, he's awesome. He's he's an awesome creative as well. Cool. And an amazing DJ in the, in the area. And he, you know, he just kind of like. It, it kind of like came up. I was asking him a question. I was like, "Yeah." So I was kind of like, "Look, I was behind, you know, behind my desk at the mm-hmm. time." And um, we both worked together in the jazz academy program. So he's one of one of the teaching artists, and uh, he's all like, he's just hilarious. So he was, I was behind there, and I was like, uh, "Yeah." So I was just kind of like looking at some DJ controllers. He said, "Oh yeah," uh-huh. and then it was just kind of like, you know, it was just like a <laughs> snowball effect. He was like, "So what are you looking at?" And I was just like. Well, I'm looking at this Roland, da 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 da, or this uh, Pioneer, and so we just—he was like, "Yo, if you get into it, like, just do it," you know. And and he's always been supportive. Like my family, they're just super supportive of you know of me being a DJ. Oh, so, I love that. I love being a DJ. It, it's it it puts me in a position to really uh, it honestly it since I've been DJing, it, it shows me that like a DJ is it they're like. I can put like a conductor in an orchestra. Sure, it, it's just like the same thing, but but it's like the difference between conduct. Actually, for me at least, and I hope any you know I hope doesn't anybody you know come after me for saying this, but I doubt they will. I'm yeah. sure they're gonna agree. Yeah, <laughs> you know. but it's like the difference between a DJ versus a you know an, an an actual like conductor is like a conductor. They're they're directing the music that's there, and it's like you know they're. I feel like me personally, I, f- I feel like they're there to kind of like just bring the excitement out of the musicians in order to make the the music happen. Sure. Versus like a DJ is like, all right, cool. We have, I'm a huge hip hop head. So like mm-hmm. we may have like electric relaxation with, uh, or by a tribe called Quest or uh, some Cardi B or whatever the case may be. And it's like, we're using other people's songs to kind of like tell our story. Yes. Or, or where we're, or, or what we're feeling at that moment. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's, it all ties in. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I always have appreciated DJs. So that's why I wanted to ask. So <laughs> no, 100%. I'm like, I no feel worries. like anybody, like anything in my life, especially, um, I got to go to Italy for a little bit and dope. like, I always met a lot of like Italian DJs and that's stuff, dope. which like, I know sounds really bougie, but it was like, that you know, when you're like young, you're on a budget and stuff like that, yeah. you know, you meet all these cool, like artistic people, um, which you, maybe you do when you don't have a budget too, I guess in another round, but anyway. So you, like I like read, and you were mentioning this a little bit, you're a Jazz U alumnus and mm-hmm. program director for Jazz Academy. Yeah, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got into that? Just because we're, oh. for those of you who don't know, we're right up the street from Jazz at the Bistro we here are. in St. Louis. Uh, Jazz at the Bistro, shout out to them. It's a great venue. I've been there yes. before, as I told you, when I was in college and then also after. Uh, so why don't you tell us a little bit how you got into that? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so... Huge shout out to Phil Dunlap. Uh, he was the educational director before uh, my cohort, Andy Amen, uh, mm-hmm. took over. And so I got in when I was in the eighth grade. And I was uh, kind of like, I, you know, that just that transitional period from eighth grade to ninth grade. Sure. Right. And then you have like that. I was a 
band kid, you know, and so. Oh, okay. Right, and so uh, everybody has like that spring concert at the end of the year. Sure. Right, and so, and so uh, I don't know for for some I read Phil just so happened to be in East St. Louis, in the uh, classy was it classy Jordan Auditorium? I can't remember. I. That's okay. But anyway, uh, the auditorium at East St. Louis Senior High School, and. Uh, I was with my middle school uh, friends, and we, you know, we were on stage and we were playing Chameleon Ooh. Uh, by Herbie Hancock. And uh, he came up to my dad. He was like, "Hey, is that your son?" I think that's how the story went. Is that your son? He was like, "My dad was like, yeah." He was like, "Oh, well, I think he'll do well in this program." And so, my dad, like, the ride home just consisted of like my parents. Talking as if I wasn't in the car. Oh, that's what they do. <laughs> like, Parents you know, do that all the time. Yeah. Right. So like, yeah, I think I, th- I think Scooter will do really well in the program. And then, and then you know, when we got home, do you want to do jazz? You? I was just like, yeah. <laughs> and so, since then, I was able to, you know, I, I've been exposed and you know to just amazing artists that I've looked up to, and that I've always heard on recordings. I mean, from Rodney Whitaker, uh, Reggie Thomas, who is an East St. Louis native. Uh, Tim Warfield, who is like one of my mentors, and he teaches at Temple University. So if you're watching this, Tim, good to see you, sir. Yeah. Peace, <laughs> peace, love, and blessings to you. Um, and even, and even like I'm, I'm you know, it, it's put me in a position to even meet some of my heroes, like Casey Benjamin, uh, who is is an amazing saxophonist and DJ as well. Again, like just, my it, gosh. it's amazing how just like things just tie together and. Um, I think that's that was kind of like the 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 extra push that I needed to kind of like like yo like take this serious or it's yeah like not not necessarily saying that like oh you need to take it serious but it's like if you're gonna do it you got to put your all into it yes and it's like if you're not then maybe try basket weaving or something else you know what I mean, <laughs> right. I mean, I mean and, and nothing, nothing against those who are basket weaving out there like, yeah if you're a basket weaver you're good like Just shout out to you like keep going 100 percent. i wouldn't know how to do that so oh, ne- oh my god so uh yeah I, I i participated in jazz you from uh my freshman year all the way through my senior year okay and uh jazz st louis has always been super supportive and it's so crazy um to be on the other end or, or to be in the same position where uh, Phil was, you know, when he was like, hey, like he saw something. Yes. You know, and, and, I, and I get the same way now uh, when, I, when I see students, it's like, yo, mm-hmm. I don't even think you know what you have. Like you have like a thing, you know what I mean? Yes. And, and it's like, and, and I think as, as educators, it, it's super important for us to really uh, identify that and to share that with our students because if we don't like they'll never know and they'll feel like uh you know like yeah uh, whatever i do sucks it's like no like everybody's dope you know what Mm -hmm. i mean like it's you just have to like hone in on it and just own it so well i love that you're also educating people and something that you care about and you're clearly passionate about you're making it your life uh just because i feel like a lot of times like i was telling you as a theater major and a lot of the people that i met um in theater were like you know Educators who, yeah. you know, you know, you always think about people who are super famous and stuff, who are your heroes and whatnot. But at the same time, like, where would we be without our educators who yeah. bring us up to, you know, bring us to light to like learn certain things? Uh, so I really appreciate you. What I like about your story is that you're you went through that and now you're giving that back yeah. to your students. Yeah. Um, I was about to say, like, what do your students think about your work? Ah, 
I, I mean, have you, you gotten know, some reviews? Like, <laughs> I have, I have. I, I saw a letter recently mm-hmm. uh, from one of my students. I'm, I'm not gonna throw her name out there, but that's um, okay. Yeah, yeah but uh, she was just she reached out to me by way of another student who's currently in the program. So the student who reached out to me, she's no longer in the program. Okay. But she was like, hey, you know, Mr. Carlos, you know, just um, before I got to to jazz, you know, she was just like, um, I was just super antisocial, you know, and things like that. And, you know, you encouraged me to at least try it. I'm just like, oh. Like, oh my God. And, and, it, and it's funny because it's like, I never wanted to be an edgy, like, right hand like right hand guy I never wanted to be an educate educator mm-hmm. I always wanted to be just kind of like the artist sure or the or just the just a full-blown just creative you know like music education was never something that I desired to just yeah I want to be a band director or, yeah. yeah I want to teach children music like no I didn't want to do that and it's crazy how uh it just kind of like found me and I and I I I come from an you know from a family of just kind of like just musical and, and creative you know human beings but also like there's a there's another side that i'm you know just really uh finding out about you know like my uh i, I have a handful of like folks in my family who are just educators and that's just and i was just like okay god here we go we're gonna <laughs> go this route you know but i mean since then it's been super rewarding and it's I don't know. It's it's allowing me to kind of like just really um, practice what I preach. Yes. It's like the most humbling thing. Like, ser- like you know, when you tell your students like, hey, look, make sure you're on time. And then you're not on time. Like, they will call you. Like, it, and I have middle school. So, like, they do not care about calling you out. They're like, yo, Mr. Carlos, that's whack. I'm like... <laughs> I'm like, well, sir, <laughs> you know, like, you know, you, and kids are so honest. That's oh, the thing. Or honest. students even. I don't even know if they're kids, but they're yeah. still honest enough because I, I, my mom used to be a first grade teacher. Cool. So I understood when you were like, there's, there's people that are popping out of the woodwork and they're like, oh, I was an educator and I did yeah. this. And I feel like that's something that probably, I feel the same way as you where I didn't really wake up being like, oh, I want to educate people, right. but I've had the opportunity to do so. And it's such a rewarding experience. It really is. Because you're like, oh, I see the light and like how you said, like I see the light in somebody else that yeah. somebody else saw in me. So I just think that's a really inspirational thing that you are doing, especially we are based in St. Louis and you're mm-hmm. from here yeah. and you're showing like, you're such a good role model in that factor. Like here, I'm from St. Louis. I, we're all from the same area. Like wow. you're paying it for, oh my God, of course, which I, uh, <laughs> I, I, like I said, I'm always impressed with people who are doing great things like that. Which brings me to, I read something about, in you know, correct me, is ingenuity. Mm-hmm. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Because there was something about, there was a quote that you had about having it be life music. Why don't you elaborate oh, wow. a little bit about the background on that for us? Cool, of course. So, mm-hmm. uh, so when I was in college, I went to school, uh, I went to Northern Illinois University. Shout out to the Huskies, Huskies. Yeah. Huskies. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, <laughs> I had the experience of just kind of like being, you know, there, there was like a small music scene in DeKalb, Illinois. And for some odd reason, DeKalb was always, it just seemed to be colder than Chicago, in which it just blew my mind. I'm just like, how in the hell is it cold? You know, like, but anyway, mm-hmm. uh, I 
I also had the experience of being a uh, band leader. Okay. And, you know, just getting my feet wet. And so, like, having the responsibility of, you know, being the person who's making the calls and being the person who's calling the rehearsals, also being the person to, yo, like, before everybody leaves, divvying up the the, the, the earnings for the evening. Sure. You know what I mean? And, uh, and, and for me, like, being a band leader, it, it never meant, and, and, to, and to this day, it still never meant, you know, like, oh, just being, like, your name, just, like, right. you know what I mean? But it's more so, like, yo, like, how can we get together and just, like, make this thing happen? Like, how can we just, like, just have a straight party where everybody's just relaxed, we're kicking it? Anyway, my first my first uh, band, uh, or my first band, it was, it was called Soul Injection. Okay. And it was so crazy, like... Uh, I was like getting into making posters and stuff like that. And then I came home and, and uh, Ingenuity came about, it, it just came about, you know, just me and some good friends from college, just like making some music. See, I love that. You yes. know, and, and mm-hmm. we already kind of like had a, uh, had just like a, a not to uh, sound so overrated when I say this or just, but we had a vibe already, you know? Yeah, you it, just, just have like, a connection. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, huge shout out to Sam Dando. If you're watching this, shout on out bass. to them. Uh, shout hey. out to Everett Benton, Everett Sticks Minton on the drums, and shout out to my brother Antonio Foster on the keys. Um, and so the thing with Ingenuity, I just wanted, I just wanted to use a name that would just kind of like fit all of us just in one word, you know. And we're, we're just, you know, when we get together, we just bounce ideas off of each other. Yes. You know, and and I and I, and since again, since COVID. Uh, I know Sam hasn't been able to get that because Sam is from Sh- well, uh, from the, I believe, Chicago, Wisconsin area. So. Sure, yeah. And uh, Antonio, it's funny, Antonio, we met in, we met in Jazz U, and then my best friend ever, we met in Jazz U, too. And also, we, we've known each other since the sixth grade, so. Oh, yeah. so you guys have experienced so much of life oh, together. Oh, my God, like, we, yes. yeah, like, yeah, we've lived together, we've, we've cursed each other out we've oh that's true friendship we, you yeah, live together yeah. you curse each other out but you still love each other oh, at yeah. the same time at, at the end of the right. day i'm just like yeah. yo <laughs> and, and, and and i think too that that also strengthens the relationship on the bandstand like while we're playing because i think that there's a level of trust that just goes into any and everything especially like bearing your soul in front of others but then i have to also be vulnerable in front of you as well yes you know so but that's how ingenuity came about um and one of the first times that we got together was for my uh, album release, Growth, at a Music Record Shop, yes. right down, right up the way. And it, yes. Oh my God, it was like the most. It's like everything's in this area, guys. Oh I my love God. It. It, it, it was ridiculous <laughs> because, it, I mean, it was just a, it was a, it was a time where we needed each other. I, I I'm going to, well, no, let, let me, let me speak for myself. I know I needed them. You know what I mean? And, and, and it's, it's a difference it's a huge difference between just playing with just folks just to play for like a check and then you go home and then you just forget about it. Mm -hmm. But then when you're creating memories, when you're creating vibrations, when you're just going into just, just like you're, you're tearing into new territory creatively, that's what it's about. So like, that's, that's where ingenuity came from. And, uh, if you're, if all y'all are watching this after COVID during COVID, We've, we've been sending each other, like, ideas and stuff. So I'm, right. 
it's 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 gonna happen. We're gonna have like a record. Yeah, 100%. well, that's the thing. Like, it's been, and that's what I'll ask you too, and we'll get into some other things as sure. well. Obviously, interviews. You know, <laughs> the what I find interesting is that even during COVID, I think mm-hmm. you and I were kind of touching on this a little bit, just chatting in the other room, yeah. but. You know, it's kind of, at least for me, I feel like it's kind of pushed my limits as an artist where I'm like, oh, you know, I never, and I've been like pretty creative in using different venues for shows or for comedy or things like that. Um, But it has kind of pushed my limit of using virtual technology as well as like, you know how you i mean i have a good group of friends and even though they're not in a cool band with me (laughs) it's like they still like you need those friends it's just like you said that will give you those vibes like even people who aren't in the creative world but still have the appreciation and understanding Mm -hmm. for it so that's what i kind of wanted to ask you Mm -hmm. you know you were touching on that a little bit and i'd love for you to tell our listeners kind of what you've been doing during covid to kind of still keep your artistic dreams and endeavors alive because you've been doing a lot of live streams as i've noticed i gave you props on your album sentiment which is how i found out about you so why don't you tell us a little bit about what's been keeping you busy during this time (laughs) uh yeah it it was so crazy so it's amazing how like uh, a pandemic can um put a lot of things into perspective yes you know not just you know not just in terms of life but in terms of you know your career create you know like your, your your creative flow things like that and so um since uh since you know the pandemic uh you know being in the house and and, and having to switch virtually all of a sudden um i like challenge myself to make beats every day yes you know and so i i have this uh and i i actually need to grab this from my parents house so i can take it back to my place this is like my little well uh scooter's parents he's coming over <laughs> to grab something <laughs> so be ready no, <laughs> but uh i would i would um it was like a little bingo machine that my sister shout out to brianna i love you brianna shout out to both Aww. of my sisters brianna morgan i love you dearly Aww. Yeah, I like my heart. Are you all, is that the three of you? Just yep. the, oh, and so you're just surrounded by two women. I am. I, I am. love it. I yes. Am. And also, of course, you know, so I've, I, I, including my mother and then my father. Oh, yeah. We got to, we, we have, have my father. I'm close with my parents too, so yeah, I yeah, understand. Yeah. But go ahead. But, Sorry. Uh, I just no, no, got no. distracted. No, you're good. You're good. This is all good. But uh, my, my sister got me a bingo machine. And I, I can't even, I remember it was like one day we went to church. I don't mean to interrupt you, yeah, but no, no, what's a bingo machine? I, I, th- I don't even know if I'm like, you that know, like the little. super cool. So I don't, okay, so I don't know if that's the proper term, but okay. like, you know, like the little thing where you twist it around, it's like. Oh, yes. Please correct now me. Now I know, so is, is I don't know what bingo? the term is either, but now I know what you're talking okay, about. Dope. Okay, Okay, I was like, uh, I don't know. I'm usually on the other end, like punching where I'm right, like, am I right. going to get bingo? But I totally, now I get it. It probably is called bingo machine. I, we'll look it knows, up later. And then we'll put it in the description. There you What's go. What's bingo you machine? Go. I don't know. <laughs> but that's a cool sister. Okay, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, so she, I forgot the reason why she got, she was like, yeah. And, and so she runs a daycare. So she was like, yeah, the kiddos are, are, are not going to use this. I'm pretty sure, like, you know, if, if they get a hold to, like, one of the little small, like, they were, like, super small. Like, yes. they bingo, but, like, they're going to choke on it. She's like, I don't need this. Like, so. And I, I remember her saying she got it from the Dollar Tree. So I was like, dope. Oh. So uh, me using my imagination was like, all right, how about every time, like, I, I get a number, that's, like, the amount of beats that I have to make in a week. Mm-hmm. And so, oh, my God. I love that first, idea. Who oh God. So let me tell you what happened. So like the first time, the number that I got was 37. 
And I was like, nah, man, like this is, I'm cool. Like, and, and you know, and I was, I'm, I'm super spiritual. So I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, yo, God, are you sure? Like, this is the number that you want? 37. <laughs> 30, 37 is like a thing. So I, I made it to 31. Okay. I made it to 31 bad. in a week. Mm-hmm. And, and then next, the, the next week I pulled like maybe 15. So okay. I was like, all right, cool, reasonable. And so I, after a while I stopped. But I did that to kind of like keep me in the game and to keep me, you know, in the, in the creative headspace. And then around April of this year, as a matter of fact, on my birthday, one gift to myself or last year, uh, I was like, yo, I need to finish my website. So I, it's, it's crazy how like the pandemic just slowed everything down for me to think and to be a little bit more strategic. Um, am I fond of how, the, am, am I fond in, you know, of the package that it came in? Nah, I'm cool. Yeah. But honestly, I mean, I'm, I, and not to, you know, not to go too deep into it, but I'm glad it happened because it, it showed me where I needed to step up as a creative. Yeah. You know, and, and it showed me where I needed to be honest with myself. Mm-hmm. It's like, yo, if you're going to do these 37 beats, do like, okay, maybe going to bed at one or maybe going to bed at two doesn't hurt as much as like, you know, just right. not doing it at all. And then you're looking at yourself like you're goofy in the mirror. Like, cause again, like at the end of the day, you have to deal with you. Yeah. You know, like, so the only, per- like the person that I'm looking at right now is like, I have to answer to you and it, as well as like, uh, you know, my higher power, you know what I mean? So it's like, uh, with that, uh, I finished my website. I started uh, DJing like three times a week. There we go. Um, so I, I DJ on Sundays at 6 p.m., uh, Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Okay. And then I do this thing called the Saturday morning cleanup. Oh. And so the Saturday morning cleanup came from just like, just like the old school experience of getting up and like, you know, every Saturday morning eating your Saturday cartoons and then cleaning up, like, and then listening to some music while you're, while you're cleaning up. And so, like, we did that all the time at home. My dad has, like, a huge record and CD collection. So, like, I would all... That's how that's how I found out how to cuss, like, Richard Pryor. That's how I found out how to be cool, like, Miles Davis. Uh, or attempt to be cool, like, Miles Davis. <laughs> Don't uh, we all attempt to be as yeah, cool as Miles right? Davis? You know, Come I mean, on. Just, okay. just that cat. Uh, yes. And then, like, that's, that's, how, that's how I learned about just, just how, you know, just the... the, the the sensual side of music from Anita Baker or the spiritual side of yeah. things like listening by listening to CC and BB Winans and, and commission. And I mean, just so many things, so many different things. So, uh, I've been doing the, you know, I've been doing those three things and then, you know, occasionally I will like go live just to, and so, uh, but yeah, I've been doing that to, you know, just to keep my chops up as a DJ, but also just to, just to connect with people. Cause I think the huge, the, the biggest thing now is like people still, at the end of the day, people are still gonna want an experience, and so it's just like as a as a creative, it's like how do you, how do you stay relevant, but not necessarily how do you stay relevant for the sake of being relevant, but how do you stay relevant as like in the sense of you serving your community? Yeah, you know what I mean, like have hold, like having a purpose. You know what I mean? Yes. So we are like, and this we we talked about this earlier, <laughs> but we are like the same person. Like I'm always <laughs> no, like, real. how like, is we... my purpose gonna affect other people and then also affect me? So I don't know. Scooter and I are gonna be best friends after this. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. but not sorry. <laughs> uh, but speaking, okay. So speaking of your purpose, oh, this is a great segue. So 
obviously I found you as a jazz musician. Again, mm-hmm. you're the first jazz musician on this podcast. I'm so excited. Um, this is going to be a really simple con- or, you know, question and probably conversation, but I ask comedians, entertainers, why, you know, when they come to their career, I'm like, why jazz? Like, why did you feel like jazz was your purpose and you felt like this would be the best genre for you? You know what? You know what's funny? Um, people and, and a lot of my friends, we, we cringe when we hear, like, jazz musician. It's so nuts because we don't want to, we never want to be, or we never wanted to be associated with kind of like the gatekeepers of this music. Sure. And it's so crazy. Like we were earlier today in Jazz Academy, like right as, you know, right as the kids were getting home, we were like just talking about like gatekeepers. And, And then yesterday had a housewarming at my sister's place and me and my parents we were talking about gatekeepers of like just certain things and it's like when you have gatekeepers sometimes it can kind of like they're kind of like the old (laughs) (laughs) they're kind of like the old farts that you like really just try to impress and like am I doing this right am I swinging hard enough or is this jazzy and it's like on one end we live for their approval but it's like at 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 and I feel like there, there there comes a time in every creative's life where you just have to just say F it. Like, just big time and just, like, really go for what you know. Yeah. Like, you know, and so for me, jazz was, like, my my, my view for jazz just in, in, in the definition, it, it, it always changes. But honestly, like, my, my go-to, like, definition, it, to me, jazz is just, like, freedom because it's, like, or... It, you have like so many different types. You have bebop. You have big band. You have cool jazz. Yes. You have uh, I don't know. Uh, you have bossa nova. You have Latin jazz. You have Brazilian. You have There's free just so jazz. There's so many. I know. You and yeah. then you even have now, which you know this is. I mean, you know now it's it, it's a morph of of both hip hop and jazz, which. You can't have hip hop without jazz. Like, mm-hmm. there, I mean, like, there's no other way. And so, like, for all of like the the gatekeepers out there, like, you, I'm I'm sorry, you just cannot have jazz and not have hip hop because mm-hmm. of clearly, like, if if you go back to like the early samples, digging into like um, Nas is Illmatic, right? Mm-hmm. You'll hear like uh, on the on the world is yours. You'll hear Ahmad Jamal playing Dolphin Dance. Oh wow! I believe okay. it's no. I, no, no, no. I'm, I'm sorry. Not Dolphin Dance. Uh, oh, my God. I forgot. I forgot the sample. But then there's a... Story of my life. I'm like, I forgot. Yeah, I'm, I'm in a moment. I'm, I'm, blanking, <laughs> I'm blanking right now. But Ahmad Jamal is like one of the most sampled jazz musicians. And, and he's just like, uh, for the hip hop heads, he's like a pioneer. Like, we look we look to him like, yo, like, or Herbie Hancock, like, yo, like, and, and it's, it's amazing how everything ties together. But what made me get into jazz was like my father, like, hands down. Hundred percent. Like, uh, he's like my hero. Like, oh, that's such a lovely thing to hear. No, seriously. Yeah, you sound like you have a really cool family. We'll get. But that's like, (laughs) I was like, everybody sounds super talented in this family. I'm like, and they sound super fun. But go ahead. So your dad's your hero. We have fun. No, we we do have fun. We do have fun. But yeah, my dad's like my hero, man. Uh, He plays trumpet. 
he's uh, oh well we have to get him on here what are we doing absolutely <laughs> like, no that would be so cool to have my pops like all right that's what we'll do we'll have you on <laughs> then your pops is coming on and then you both are just coming on together I okay just, hey, your let's, dad's let's like talk. i did not sign up to sit up right with this he's girl. like nah oh. dude <laughs> no but, but i'm uh, sorry go no, ahead you're good you're yeah. good this is cool <laughs> but he uh he played trumpet and he uh he Graduated from Lincoln Senior High School okay. uh, over in East St. Louis back in 80... I'm not going to put your business out there. See? Okay. But, <laughs> You're so nice. I'm just like, here's how old my parents are. <laughs> but yeah, but... Uh, and just saying... I mean, even even when he wasn't playing trumpet, you know, like, he was he would always show his love for the music. Like, I remember he had a uh, a red Ford Ranger... And it was a stick shift. Oh. And we would. This is sweet. Okay. Oh, my God. Again, and, another <laughs> great point. I didn't even go ahead. And uh, fun, fun fact, I actually had a Ford Ranch, but it wasn't a stick shift. But. Uh, I'm sorry. I haven't owned a stick shift. So really? Yeah. I, 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 I can't drive a stick shift. I, I'm, I'm, I'm like. Oh, sorry. No. Someday we'll learn. It's okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> We've got some time. Right. <laughs> but he would play. He would play. Uh, Najee, he would play Gerald Albright, he would play Miles Davis, he would he would even play like and my father's a my father's a, a, a pastor as well. This family does everything. Okay, <laughs> yeah. My father's a pastor as well, so I would hear like messages like from from James Campbell, the 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 late great James Campbell. Mm-hmm. He died recently this year, man. Mm-hmm. Uh but uh or or Bishop Noel Jones and you know just hearing and, and it's it, it's amazing how everything's hot. So my dad is like one of my biggest inspirations. So he's like one of the main reasons why I got into music. And I originally I wanted to play trumpet like my father. But no, I'm sorry. My first instrument my first instrument was drums and then my mother threw it away. You're making too much noise. <laughs> I came home one day and it was gone. That's mom's. Yeah. yeah. Just so you know. <laughs> and then uh, I wanted to do drums. I wanted to be a drummer so bad because uh, Drumline was so popular. And it oh, was like, like everybody wanted to do that, right? Sure. So I was like, yeah, yeah, drums. And then my dad, and, and, well, the, the Drumline was just like, it was super full. Everybody was like back there. It was like, yeah, I want to play drums. Too. I want to play snares. So I was like, ah. Oh. And so my mother and my father were like, yo, why don't you just play the curvy thing? I'm like, I don't want to play the curvy thing. And so it it was it's something about like just parents like really just kind of like I don't know it, it's it's I don't know if it's like them nurturing you or just like really seeing again kind of yeah. like how we are as edu- edu- educators like seeing what's in the student and just like yo what can I do to bring it out of them sure. and not run them away from it because like at, at that at, up until that point I've I've tried basketball track none of that all. worked yeah none of that worked mm-hmm. but music it was just like all right it something fits so let's not run them away from it but let's spoon feed it to them so yes. that's what made me that's why jazz <laughs> I, but see i love that i think that's a great and i feel like there's always many like tidbits from your upbringing sometimes mm-hmm. that bring because that's why i thought about theater like yeah. nobody in my family is a theater major or even mm-hmm. in theater nobody does comedy like everybody did sports yeah or they're a pharmacist like it's like the that's weirdest dope, yeah. and then it's like me and people are always like where did you come from and i'm like well i was the youngest and I got to see, I come from a blended family. I was the mm-hmm. only child between mm-hmm. my mom and my dad. And mm-hmm. so I saw a lot mm-hmm. that probably like most people wouldn't see. Yeah. So I write about that a lot yeah. in my shows and my comedy. And it's like kind of interesting when you see people 
not that I'm saying that I'm some great role model, but I, uh, it is funny where I'll have somebody be like, oh my God, I'm like the one kid between my parents too. And I have older siblings as well. And like, it was always kind of like chaotic. And yeah. it's just interesting when I was even directing theater more often, it was interesting to kind of have that experience of like, how do I bring this out of yeah. the people I'm directing? Because, yeah. and I did the same thing. Like I'm, I'm definitely not a fan of running. You did better than me. I was like, <laughs> oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm willing to bet. Like we have to compare notes on that one. Cause I, I ran distance and my, oh my God, my event every single time was the 1600 meters. Oh my God. And yeah. I was like this, I was always like maybe the second to third no, no, second or third to last. Like, yeah. it was consistent. I, I, I was like, nah, dude. We had to do the mile. We had to do, like, the mile in gym. It was, like, a thing where you had to uh-huh. run four laps, and I was always the last one. Like, me and, like, a couple of other girls that were... It was just... It was horrible. So, I'm so glad that, like, Ooh. I found comedy, you found music, we're killing it. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're, <laughs> we're creating. We're not running. Great. Um, but why... This is something that I actually didn't have in my notes, but I am interested in hearing your explanation of this you know i've seen jazz in a lot of different places Mm -hmm. and i think a lot of times i talk to people and they're like oh so you went to like a blues show or something Mm -hmm. i'm like i went to a jazz show and i think sometimes people don't understand like the difference of it Mm. or sometimes they blend and i could be totally wrong but is there a difference in between jazz and blues or are they kind of more similar is that why people get them a little bit more confused or Mm. i'll let you take your take on it because i've heard multiple like some people are like it's the same thing and then some people are like it's definitely not the same thing so I'll let you. You're the actual expert, so I'll let Ooh, you. Kinda. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't <laughs> listen. Like I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that at all. Like I was just sharing with um, one of my friends. I was like, I was like, yo, I was like, I never want to be in a position to know it all mm-hmm. because it's like, what is there to look forward to? Yeah, you know what I mean. Oh, like, it's so just humble like, and great. No, yeah. no, you know what I mean. Like, because it, it's like, all right, like if I know, all right, if I know that two plus two is four four or two times a million and fifteen hundred and sixty-eight. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm, just, I'm just rambling. If I know that that's whatever, it's like, all right, how do, like, what's, where, where's the adventure then? Mm-hmm. You know, like, where's the fear of the unknown that, yeah. like, drives you as a creative? Yes. You know I what I mean? about the fear of unknown all the time. It's the story of my life. But you know, ahead. like, yes. it, it's so real. So, uh, but, I'm sorry. Uh, no, this was great. I love that you said fear of unknown. <laughs> this is perfect. I feel so less alone now knowing that there's other people who do fear of unknown as well, too. No, so. seriously. <laughs> like, I mean, uh, again, like, they, they, you know, they say a mind is a terrible thing to waste, which is very true. But I feel like <laughs> an imagination is, is is a terrible thing to waste as well. Yes. And adventure. So I, I feel like it all ties in. But to address your question, um, I, for me... Both are like both jazz and blues. They're just as va- honestly. You can't have again. You can't have jazz without the blues. See, yeah, you know what I mean. I agree with that. So it's like so mm-hmm. it's it's almost as if jazz is like I wouldn't say that. Well, you can look at it kind of like a this this tree. So jazz is maybe the tree, right? Yes. And okay, and maybe free jazz is one branch, and then you have like a. Uh, uh, just a a certain set of leaves that, or or hmm, or certain fruit yes. that's bared on this end, right? And mm-hmm. then you have maybe stretch music. Shout out to Christian Scott. Uh, to you know, stretch music 
and and maybe there you know like there there's there's a handful of just like music and and just art that's created from that uh and then you have then you have again free jazz something that's uh, that was birthed out of like birthed out of like the Jim Crow, you know what I mean, and and, and things like yes. that. So I mean, you you have all of this, and so I feel like blues is just like another branch on okay. the tree. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, just the art of improvisation, because improvisation exists as, as well in blues, and I think in blues, like they just get a little bit like just. <sighs> Like the level of intimacy in 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 a blues is 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 yes. ridiculous. You know, like um, I just just to quote Joe Williams, um, "Every day I have the blues." So uh, every day, every day I have the blues, and then he repeats it again. Every day, every day I have the blues. Uh, and what what, is, what did he say after that? Well, it's no, you hear me talk. No, no. Well, you see me talking, baby. It's you I hate to lose. Then he goes on another course. Nobody loves me. Nobody seems to care. Yes. I don't think you heard me. Nobody loves me. Nobody seems to care. <laughs> and then you know, uh, and I think it's oh, you you talk about uh, hard hard luck or or bad luck and troubles. Well, you know, I've had my share. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, nobody loves me. Nobody like so. It, it, it's a story, and and and, and it's yeah. coming up. It's coming out of out of a place of honesty, vulnerability, pain, mm-hmm. uh, heartbreak. Then you have like happy blues. Like um, <laughs> I don't know. Like I feel like anybody can sing the blues. Sure. You know what I mean? Like if if you if if you ever had your heart broke, if you ever stubbed your toe, if you ever wanted to, I don't know. Like yell at your superior at your job i don't or or, yeah. or, what, or whatever the case may be everybody everybody's had the blues at some point mm-hmm. you know and, and so with the blues it's just a matter of really magnifying those things that are troubling you but at the same time like using it in such a way to where you're lib or you're freeing somebody else yeah you know what i mean so it's just like yo nobody loves me nobody seems to care mm-hmm. nobody loves me Nobody seems to care. Yeah. No, nobody seems to care. You talk about hard or bad luck and troubles. Well, you know I had my share, but but, and when I say it, it's like super dark. But when when you put the intent behind it, like, uh, uh, nobody loves me. Nobody seems to care. Ba-dum, ba-dum. You know what I mean? Like yeah. when, when, when you have your the, the the it's all about the intention. So. With blues, it, I don't. I don't think it's not necessarily just like always a sad time. Yeah. It's a. It's a. It's a. It's a moment of expression, and just the same thing with jazz. Like for me, it, it, that's what jazz serves as for me. Like just a, a, a safe place. Uh, a, again, a safe place to where I can like express myself freely, yes. and I'm not judged, and I'm not vibed or whatever. Like, oh well. Ah. Ah no, you you you're too young to get your heart broke. Bull stuff. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah, I was you like, know what I mean? I like my heart broken before. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like the one of one of the biggest heartbreaks is like when I don't know as a kid, like maybe when your show goes off and and you don't know when There's the so na- many different versions. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like who again, who are we as as hu- as other human imperfect human beings to judge like what somebody's experience is as it relates to expressing themselves through this art form, mm-hmm. whether it be spoken word, whether it be through comedy. Because I oh I have I have a huge oh my God, I have a huge 
like space in my heart for comedians. Oh, because honestly, like, yo, because <laughs> on, again, like you, you talk about just like just how. I grew up on Richard Pryor, Red Fox. Oh, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and, like, they just they just said it. You know what I mean? And, and it's like comedy now is, is kind of like already a, uh, it's a, it's a, a, a sensitive thing. Because it's like, well, I don't want to say anything to offend anybody. But it's like at the same time, you want to, it's like, well, yo, you pay for the show. And it's like, I'm not necessarily trying to offend you, but this is like my truth. Yep. Thank you. You know what I mean? Anybody else needed this? You know, you know, you know what I mean? Like, like a hundred percent. You know, a hundred percent. So it's, it's uh, oh my god. So I can I can definitely identify with mm-hmm. trying to express yourself, but at the same time, trying to play it safe. But then at the same time, you're not trying to please the masses. It, it, it's it's such a weird type. We have a whole road. episode about this too, so I'm gonna sh- please <laughs> do. shout out to JB Buchanan. We talked about casually, you know, having censorship. Like, so it's so funny. Oh my God. What I like that you're shining light on too is that this happens in a lot of creative endeavors mm-hmm. as well as like how to express yourself. So that's why I I wanted to ask you about that just because I was like, well, I thought I saw a jazz show. Right? Like, yeah. I think, you know, like, and people are yeah. like, oh, you saw a blues. And I was like, I don't even know. I don't know what the difference is. So I was like, yeah. let me ask somebody. But I liked your metaphor of saying a tree with branches. Yeah. Just because I feel like a lot of the last three episodes, honestly, have been a lot about like, why does everything have to be so conditional? Like, that's oh my a, God. That's a theme. Right? It's like, why does everything have to be in a box? Because when you are, and I know a lot of people who listen to this are in like, you know, artist positions or appreciate the arts. Like they all understand or people who are just tuning in who want to learn and appreciate it. Like I said, you know, you can't always box everything up. You can't. No. You real life can't. Mm -hmm. Like, and honestly, I mean, and that and that goes back to something that I realized that I clearly did not address. Um, The life music part, like why I call it. So check it out. So I, I can't I can't. I'm not responsible for starting the life music like the first time i heard life music uh it was actually one of my favorite uh mcs kendrick lamar i love kendrick lamar like yeah (laughs) i mean like just just like the amount of of art that he's produced thus far and he's and he's not even 40 yet you know what i mean it's i know it's like and and it also kind of like leaves me in a position to inspire me like yo if he can do it then i can do it you know what i mean and but anyway, uh, not to get off on that tangent, but... Oh, no. That's what this podcast is <laughs> for. <laughs> but uh, a tangent. <laughs> you're right, yo, for real. But, uh, I mean, like, music that I like to play, I play because I, I identify with that or it's something about that song that mm-hmm. I can... You know, I, oh, like, for example, like, one song that I played at uh, Gaslight last week or week before last was... Um, Whoa by Snow Allegra. Okay. You know, um, uh, what what's the lyrics? I'm gonna tell you this right now. Uh, I'm gonna tell you this right now. Uh, and then it, like basically like she's expressing like how she wants to she wants to be around this person. Mm-hmm. Like, can I? One one line says, "Can I lay with you outside?" Like that's so like yes like i love first off i love nature secondly like anybody that i can like anybody that i can chill with or like you know just like be able like if we can share the same thing like oh like we can share the same admiration for maybe wine or i i'm I'm a huge i love sauvignon blanc i love wine yeah i love cabernet i love yeah yeah yeah, (laughs) yes 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 or whiskey 
Right. You know I mean? Here you know, we go. Cheers. Cheers. You know what I mean? But um, anytime that you can just share anything with somebody, it's like, yo, cherish that. So that's what makes me like play, like include that to my set. Mm-hmm. Or um, how I'll maybe include a um, a ballad by Thelonious Monk, Round Midnight, right? Which is really about two lovers like arguing like they're, they're they're not on the same page sure. you know what i mean so it's like okay like if you if you put yourself in that position or if you actually experience that it's like it's nothing for you to kind of like tap into that and really like play it and really live in that moment to like paint a picture for folks yeah. you know so uh I, I i i like life music because i don't know like and even going to my original stuff like everything that i've released I feel like it was like a life related situation or like a story that I've or a, a lesson that I've learned by way of somebody else yes yeah. you know I, mean? I was talking yes. to my dad about this earlier I was like yo I was like it's it's funny how how like God places like certain folks in our lives right and we're <laughs> the like the things that they even go through it's like we should kind of pay attention to that. Yes. Because it's like maybe that's a lesson that you may have to learn in the near future and you're not even aware of it. It's so and true. I found that to be true. So I'm like, yo, okay, maybe I should save money. Well, no, it's like, oh, well, well, yo, like this person is going through like an eviction. Okay. Uh, like, okay, this is not cool. And yikes, you lost your job too. Okay. Uh, oh, well, you're spending your money on X, Y, and Z. It's like, well, that could oh, maybe I should, like, save. Maybe I should be, maybe I should, you know, take up some financial literacy courses or whatever the case may be so I can kind of, like, not do that. You know what I mean? So I really think that's honestly what inspires me. Not to to sound so vague, but life inspires, like, just to, honestly, just to get up and breathe and to move these 10 fingers and these 10 toes and my legs and stuff and blink my eyes, that's an inspiration. Yes. You know, um, yeah. Yeah, no. I, I don't that, know if that answers no, your that question answers or not. My question, I. It's so funny you bring that up. Not well, not funny. I should say it. so ooh, funny ooh. that you brought this up. <laughs> but um, no, I actually had a manager. Actually, was not, wasn't even in artistic realm. It was just in uh, Kate Spade. I used to work there mm. when I was in Cincinnati. I used to work at this Dope. cute designer store, and there was this really uh, amazing manager that I had, and her name was Paige. She was so cute. She was like, uh, I don't know, I think, you know, when you're just going through things in life, because that's why I told mm-hmm. you I was 25, 26, yeah. which where you are now. So I was like, don't worry, you're still reflecting five right. years later <laughs> right. at 30. Oh, um, my God. But what I was telling her, I was like, you know, I was producing a show and I was back at home living with my parents and I wasn't really sure what my next step was going to be. And I was like, you know, Paige, sometimes I get so overwhelmed. Like, I feel like I'm not doing enough and I'm mm. not doing. And she said this to me, like in the middle of the store, like, which is like the place, you know, normally I'm like reading books and like doing all this other stuff right. and trying to self-reflect when in reality, I, uh, she was just like, you know, sometimes you just have to remember like you woke up Yo. and that's okay. And I, that's a shout out to Paige. Seriously. It was, uh, shout it was just, Paige. yeah, it was just the most beautiful thing. And like, sometimes even though that was like, what, like four or five years ago, it still sticks with me. I'm like, oh. 
okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, speaking of life experiences, I will talk about some of your achievements too. You just did oh, the God. open air concert series with the yes. Arts and Education Council, which yes. again, like everything else we've mentioned in this podcast, is just right up the street from where we are right at the Grand Delft. Right up the street. I'm so sorry I missed it. I had no my worries. own show, but why don't you tell us a little bit about, oh, God. you know, everybody's doing open air concerts in the pandemic. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yours and how that went? Yeah. Um, yeah, so this is actually like my second open air concert. Uh, the first one I did was last year on the 4th of July. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was when like everybody was just kind of like, okay, do we still want to get out? Do we still want to kick it? Do, do you know, do we still want right. to hang? Mm-hmm. And uh, again, super shout out to my parents for being like mad supportive. Like they were just like, yo, go for it. Like as long as you're safe and as long as you're comfortable with the conditions, we're cool. And also, shout out to the Cranesburg Arts Foundation for um, being uh, like just being like just staying above like the the, the curve, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, and, and just not being afraid to try. Um, but uh, going back to a couple weeks ago, it was like super. Um, it was super dope. Yeah. I was very excited. I was nervous because um, I've been taking up vocal lessons. Okay, and so, just another thing to add to the scooter resume. Oh, Lord, <laughs> look. And then, but it's, oh, and, and shout out to my vocal coach, Paige Alyssa. Shout out to Paige Alyssa. But um, she, it was so crazy, like, because I've been, I've been taking vocal lessons for, like, maybe a few months. And I've always put out, I've always, like, you know, in my prayers, I was like, all right, I'm, I'm going to get me a, I'm going to get me a vocal coach. I'm going to get me a vocal coach. And it's so crazy how, like, when you don't, like, <laughs> it's so crazy how, like, whether if you, you know, and, you know, whether if you call him God or whoever, like, sure. it's, it's so, it's so amazing how the, the ultimate higher power will, like, hold you accountable. And just like, yo, you remember when you said you wanted a vocal coach, right? Boom. And I was, and so it happened. So she called me and she was like, yo, she's seen, she's seen one of my, uh, Podcast? No, not podcast. I'm sorry, not podcast. Uh, streams uh, that we did. One of those of things that you do. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. my, my, it was one of my season of stream uh, shows that I did with Jazz St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Jazz St. Louis. Uh, I always got to shout out the home team. But yeah. uh, she was like, "Yo, I love your voice." Um, by the time, like you know, you, you take a few, you, you're gonna be singing so and so, and yeah, like yeah, like yeah. I'm just like. No, no, no! I just want to play saxophone. I was just joking. I really didn't, you know. But, but no, like, I, what, what? It was interesting for me because at this past open air show, I was able to display some things that I've kind of been working on this whole time mm-hmm. uh, while we've been in the pandemic. So I've been working on um, making more beats. Yes, I've been working on sampling. I'm, I'm a huge, I'm a huge Jay Dilla head. Um, I got a I got I got hip to Jay Dilla back when I was in the sixth grade, and Mad Lib, you know, just kind of like just and, and and appreciating the art of being a crate digger, like mm-hmm. going to vintage vinyl, going to music record shop, shout out to music record shop, <laughs> uh, you know, going to whether it be a Slackers or a mom and pop gaming shop, you know, you you, and it's so crazy, like you never know where you'll find like uh, just a really killing record. Like I found I found like. Earth, Wind, and Fire is all in all in a Salvation Army for like maybe 79 cents. And it was, it, it's, it's still in pristine condition. You know what I mean? So it's, being able to, you know, just to have a platform to where I can 
express myself. And, and again, going back to that safe space yes. to where I don't have to worry about being judged. I don't have to worry about, excuse me, I don't have to worry about, and, I, and not necessarily being politically, how can I put, offensive. Yes. I think that's it. better. We got you, know what, you know what I'm saying? So, yes. because, because again, like my, my aunt, <laughs> my aunt told me a while ago, she said, you don't know what you don't know. I was like, yo, if I would have known it a long time ago, I wouldn't have been sweating X, Y, and Z. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But you just don't know what you don't know. So in the event that, you know, that I ever offend, yeah, thankfully, like folks have come up, yo, this is a thing, mm-hmm. you know? But anyway, uh, yeah, like this is, it, it was super dope. I, I sung two songs. Yeah. Uh, I played on both of those songs that I sung. Um, I played, um, I played some music that that I've really enjoyed listening to, but also by me playing those tunes or those songs that I really enjoy, like it just put me in a position to see what I can do. It's like, all right, like I played some tunes by Robert Glasper. I played another tune by uh, mm-hmm. I love Robert Glasper. Yeah, man. me I don't too. Yo, <laughs> if if Robert Glasper is watching this, like yo, I just I just want one gig, man. Just yeah, one right. gig. Just one. Just That's let me sit in. Just <laughs> when, when, look when look when Casey's not there and you need a, a saxophonist and a DJ, I'm here. You know what I mean? Listen, <laughs> this guy's here. He's got a fun family. He's got all these fun talents. What and are you I doing? got family down in Texas. Oh, you, and he's. A, I got family. No, I'm just we just don't even have <laughs> enough time to put all these talents in. Right, no, I'm joking. <laughs> but, but seriously, though. Man. But, yeah, uh, it, it's putting me in a, in a position to see, like, what I can do. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, I and being honest with myself, too. Like, what is something that I can play that can, that it's, it's not going to push me, but it's going to push others around me. Sure. And hindsight is going to push me even more. You know, so... Yeah, it was really fun. Like, if I could, I, I could, I'd do it over and over again, and I wouldn't change a thing. Well, let me know the next one, and Absolutely. Uh, we'll definitely, we'll definitely get that situated. Oh yeah, you've answered a bunch of my questions. The Dope. last one, well, I have a couple left, but yeah. I was like, you know, if you still have some air to answer some questions here, hey. Um, how I came across Scooter, just on a personal level, was I was looking at music, and I told you this earlier, and I'll talk about this on the podcast, obviously. I came across your album, Sentiment. Yes. And I was like, oh, and I was telling Scooter earlier, I used to, there's a track on that album called Note to Self. Yes. And when I was younger, then that's what I was saying. Like, I think a lot of the things was that even though I had siblings and I mean, I don't want them to listen to this and think I don't love you guys very much, but I was, they were all like 14 to 16 years older than I was. And I was born later in life. So kind of my way of kind of coping with my feelings and my emotions, what I would, I would write notes to myself and being like, Hey Molly, you've got this. Like, and then I, I feel like I did this for the longest time and I forgot I did this until a couple, like a few months ago, I went home and I found these notes Mm -hmm. and then I listened to your track and you wrote a note to yourself basically and then the jazz came underneath it and I was like what a beautiful mix of music and spoken word together and it's something I normally don't hear with jazz but then again that could be my ignorance I feel like you're just the jazz genius and you put that together no 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 (laughs) but I uh, as I like rubbing notes here I'm like I don't know We'll see. But why I ask that is, you know, what inspired 
you to create that note to self and then also just that album in general wow uh to go to note to self first thank you i, I and yeah. i and i will be transparent and i was just saying to molly in the parking lot i was like yo the fact that anybody takes like 30 seconds to listen to what i have I was like, I listened to the whole thing. It's like, yo, like, thank you for, like, the one hit on Spotify on or Apple Music. Like, it's, you know. And, uh, but, yeah, like, what, what really inspired me for Notes of Self, this was, like, sentiment in general was, like, my COVID baby, my COVID project. Yeah. So it was like, all right, cool, you know. So, um, and with COVID happening, and a lot of other things happening, like in the mix, like George Floyd. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Breonna Taylor. Oh yeah. Mm. I say this like in guttural because these are all hitting me. You yeah. know, it's mm-hmm. it, and um, I was like, the the funny the the funny thing about sentiment, it took three different forms. The third form, that's when it kind of like, all right, that's that's it. But the first one, the first title was, like, Better Energy. And I was just like, okay, I'm just, like, being, like, too deep. Yeah. And then the second one was just, like, the second, <laughs> the second title was, like, the Seclusion Suite. So, like, that's, that's when, like, everything shut down. Mm-hmm. We couldn't go anywhere. We couldn't kick it. We, we couldn't go anything. off. Right, yeah. right. You I know? remember. Yeah. Like, everything just kind of, like, just stops. So it's just like, all right think seclusion you think all right i'm just by myself and this is the stuff that i'm making by myself and it was just like i listened to it then and it sounded empty it sounded like i was by myself Mm -hmm. uh and then i went on it's something about that like that that third dip in the water in the creative waters right i'm just like all right cool come back out and i was like maybe i just need to keep it simple and so, for me, in order to keep it simple, I can only give my point of view. I can only give my sentiment, my, 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 what I'm seeing. Yes. Right. So, so sentiment was, was a, was my response to George Floyd. It was my response to Breonna Taylor. Uh, there's a song that I have on the album called Wild Black. It, it, it's, it's not necessarily a song of just like, oh, it, it's it's super chill, you know what I mean? It's it's not necessarily like highlighting the the things that come with being black, but it all, it it, hi, it highlights the 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 strides that we make as black, you know, as black like it's just, just people in general, you know, what I mean? it's just as dope people, you know what I mean? And so I, I was channeling that. Uh, the first song on the record was "Lift Every Voice and Sing" by James Weldon Johnson. Yes. And uh, super huge shout out to my mentor, David Seymour. David Seymour, doctor. These David are all Seymour. really good people, by the way. That oh, my God. Me. I yo. was like, David, okay. Yo, yeah, like we're that's, working with the greats here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, see? Yo, but he, yeah, he, uh, he was the guy who made me learn, like, the, the verses to lift every voice and sing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and I was just like, okay. And at the moment, you know, as a sophomore in college, I'm like, why in the hell are you making me learn this stuff? Like, I'm not, you know, but it was it was coming from a place of 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 pride and not necessarily pride as in 
mine is dope and yours isn't because that's not how we work mm -hmm. um but it was more so like yo just like mm, you know just like how you mentioned like your tap like you, I, I know that there are certain things that i know that you appreciate about your culture oh 100 percent. you know what i'm saying yeah. like <laughs> and so it's just like for for me to for me to not for me to not or for me to like yeah not acknowledge that would just be like okay well yo what's up so this was like sentiment was my 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 point of view that's all i had that's all i had and um i put everything that i i was super nervous about it too oh really oh of course i mean i because this one i this project i mix and master myself Oh, really? So everything was in-house. You would never know. Yeah, like, oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. Oh, my God. You. I thought it was done. In, I really did think it was done in a studio. I'm not just saying that because he's sitting right here. I was just no, like, oh, every, this is lovely. Everything yeah. was done, and I, I call it I call it Briar Patch, Briar Patch Studios. Like, oh. <laughs> but that was like... We I, all have our own Briar yeah, Patch Studios. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, that was like my... creative life, Briar boom. Patch Studios for life. No matter you know what I mean? Like, yo, so... <laughs> But that's wonderful. Yeah, and then, uh, thank you. And then Note to Self was, I was sharing with you earlier, mm -hmm. that Note to Self wasn't even, wasn't even supposed to be on the record. Mm -hmm. Because I felt like, again, like by me, you know, by trying to create a record and create an experience for the people, um, listening to this, I would listen to it in my room, blasting it. I would listen to it when nobody was home. Right. Like, yes, cool blast through the roof like yeah and like the dogs looking at me like dude what are you doing like i'm sleepy like, yeah blasting it in your car or after a gig or before a gig and um i it was missing something for me and i had to kind of like go back to something that kind of like a, a form of self-care for myself so i journal i'm a big same here I love to journal. Yes. <laughs> I love to journal. And one of the main reasons why I want to journal or, or why I like to journal is because eventually I would like for my grandkids to know what their what their grandfather was thinking about. Aww. And and not and not to sound so like self, but I mean it, No, it's a beautiful I'm, thing. Thank yeah. you. Mm -hmm. And I'm a huge history head. Me too. Uh, like seriously. What are we doing? I don't know. <laughs> we're I, I, we're I'm doing so the thing. I met you. I feel so Same. understood as a human. Right, <laughs> Same. Ahead. No. Yes. <laughs> I'm I'm a huge history head, and and I, I even like mentioned like yo, if I didn't major in music, so I majored in music, and then my senior year I switched to communications media studies. Okay. But going back, I was like yo. I probably would have been a history major. Oh. Because 100%. I love history. Yeah. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And and just the knowing where things come from and then just like the evolution of not of, of, of again like not forgetting about what happened but cultivating the future like that's a part of the reason why i love like being an educator like not to be like i don't want here's my thing as an educator i i don't want my name called like yeah mr carlos help me up with that like no but i it's just dope to know that i'm 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 teaching our next pres or our future one of our future presidents how right. to clap and count rhythms. Yeah, they may not even use this in the White House, like or, or they might. You never know. You, you never, yeah. you never know. You know <laughs> you what I'm saying? Know. You never know. <laughs> so, but anyway, yeah. It, uh, but notes itself was just kind of like uh, I, I needed something, and I remember waking up that morning, and I was getting calls left and right, and it was just like another day in quarantine so i'm just like messing around on the keyboard and 
I started messing around with some drum sounds. So I was like really feeling like what what really inspired me was like a um was the group We Are King. I don't know if you are hip to We Are King. Oh. Woo! But I'm I'm ready. Let's Yo, do this. <laughs> we are King. Oh my God. Uh, huge shout out to uh Amber in Paris. Uh, I believe it's Strother. Strother. I hope I'm pronouncing y'all's name correctly, but I love your work, and I also want to work with you as well in the near future. But uh, they, like their their music uh, is super dreamy, mm-hmm. and they're from uh, they're from Minneapolis. Okay. And Prince discovered them. Oh. Oh my okay. God! Pr- like Prince discovered mm-hmm. them, and like they they have some of the most dreamy music, and it just makes you feel everything like you you feel you can feel like the the triumph you can feel like the the sensual side you can feel like the the pride you can feel like the the strut like you know like yeah like i know i got this you know what i mean and and but messing around with the scent sounds and then also like kind of like tapping into that minneapolis sound like prince i i love purple rain purple oh. rain is like one of my favorite movies yeah i you know like, <laughs> and so um i i I, it originally, it was going to be an interlude, and um, I was like, well, I need something on here. And I was like, I started messing around, just started talking in this filter on my microphone, and long story short, I ended up pulling up the scripture. Um, and, uh, oh, my God, my pops is going to kill me for not even remembering the scripture. Forgive me. But... <laughs> we can't have him on this podcast. It's like, well, no, I'm joking, I'm joking. But... Uh, the scripture said he will never leave you or forsake you. Yes. And the art of repetition, it, it, it's it's so powerful. It is. Especially like when you're talking about affirmations, you're talking about declarations, you know what I mean? Like just goals for your life. And so he will never leave you or forsake you. And then immediately from that one, it goes to never. And then like the sample is like, uh, never ever leave you and but he was just talking about like the higher power never leaving you and so i found that scripture and i was like yo i'm gonna put it on there and, and like it was the third take i usually do third like three takes if if i can't do three takes i'm gonna take a break come back and that's how i am with jokes so yeah it's yeah right great. it's something about like the, the third time three yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs> and so i came back and i was just like yo i'm gonna just let it flow and I remember like my folks being in the house at that time. I don't even know if they rec- or they like realized like how much stuff was recorded while oh I'm sorry. Okay, while okay. Or, I don't know I don't know if they realized like how much stuff was like recorded like while they were in, in the house. Mm-hmm. But that it, it was a place of I was just really trying to talk to myself and uh in my song in my songwriting book, I one of like the third I think I have a second or third entry in there. It was a letter to my son. It was a letter to my son. I was like, yo, your pops is kind of cool. I don't know. <laughs> you know I, I don't know. But, you yeah. know, just, but I was just trying to, like, think of, I was just trying to, like, put myself in different positions. And I love creative writing. Yeah. And that's something that I really owe to my father as well. Like, he he would, like, read to us. My father read to us. Uh, that's how I got hip to, like, just... Uh, old uh, like Negro folk tales like Staggerly. Sure. Like I was just like ridiculous. Like you know, so putting yourself and using your imagination to tell a story, and this was like a story that honestly I was speaking to myself. I, I was like, I was like, yo, look, because that all that stuff like like people irritating me or whatever the case may be, it was like that's what was like 
messing me up at that time. And I was surprised, like, a lot of people really liked that record. Yeah. I was like, what? Mm-hmm. I was like, uh, I was really thinking you liked the first one or the maybe the third or fourth. But it was just something for myself. And it's so crazy how something for yourself can free others. Yeah. Especially with the right intent. Because I was not expecting for folks to really like it's all about that intention. track. Yeah. It, intention, mm-hmm. you know, so. And I feel like that's, like I said, I related to it because, you know, we are going through such different phases in life right now. And sometimes yeah. you do have to kind of have that note to yourself to remind Absolutely. you like, hey, you won't be left. You will have somebody there for you. And like you have you to, will. and that, that is the repetition in your mind. You won't be left and you do have somebody there, uh, which speaking of being there for your students. You've been doing all this (laughs) stuff. So for people who are watching on YouTube as well as listening, I always ask what casual, because this is casually Molly, uh, what casual advice would you give to somebody in your, maybe in your position now, or to anybody who is interested in pursuing jazz or the saxophone? What, just what advice would you, or even just in life, what advice would you give to them? Go for it. I mean, like the, the, I mean, it, it, it sounds so vague, but if I can just like... We've had a few people say that too. Really? So yeah. Okay, yeah I want to hear your description behind it. Wow. But everybody's always like, just go for it. Just do it. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Because uh, because here's the thing. Like the right now we're in the middle of a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like as human beings, we're all, we're, we're all um, gifted with the creative ability. I really believe that. Whether, you know, whether if you major in music or, you know, you're, you're a bio major, whatever the case may be, uh, there, you, everybody has, like, some kind of, like, again, ingenuity within them or whatever, you know. Call back, everybody. There you know I mean? go. Yeah. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. it, it's just a matter of really uh, tapping into that. There, there, was a, there was a meme or there was, like, a picture that I seen a while ago, and it was, like, a classroom full of kids. And the teacher was just, like, speaking. And you know how, like, they have, like, the the cloud or, like, sure. you know. And so as the teacher was speaking, like, you had, like, a couple of kids who had, like, still had the poofy cloud. But then you had, as she was speaking, like, what was coming out of, out of her mouth was, like, some scissors. And it was, like, cutting the kids' creativity. And it was just, like, yo, like... Always, like, if I can give, I mean, just some advice or just any advice, always use your imagination because honestly, your imagination is what makes you who you are. That's what, like, you're like, if you want to, if you ever want to know what makes you the original human being that you are, it's your thoughts that you think. It's the like, and if you even like pay attention, like, like, our fingerprints are not even the same, you know what I mean? Like, so, I I mean, and, and again for the creator and here check this out so we call him the creator right and we're made in his image so we're all creatives yes. like it's, it's it's a no-brainer so i mean it's it's everybody has that creative bone but like never like never allow anybody else's limitations like cut off your imagination because that's so like i've i've had that done to me so many times yeah you know and uh because of that it's like I, I'm pretty sure I missed out on some dope opportunities, but now that I'm aware, and now that I, I I'm, I'm strong enough to know, like, yo, like, I have an imagination, mm-hmm. and just because, like, you know, just because you don't like the color, the the the, the color yellow, 
on, on some boots or something. I don't know. Or I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It doesn't make me a weird person. It just means I'm, you know, I'm, I'm colorful. I'm, I'm vibrant. I'm full of life, in which that's what every human being should be filled with. Yes. You know, so uh, never, oh my God. And, and I mean, no matter how far fetched, never let anybody uh, diminish your, your creativity and your imagination because honestly, creatives create. Mm-hmm. And when all of this is over, that's who, and it's so crazy. We were talking about this too, but like how now creatives are now we're back in the driver's seat Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so it's like don't be afraid of that like hone in on that like that's what makes you who that's what makes you molly seriously that's what makes me scooter that's what makes everybody everybody else everybody else so yeah yeah that's the advice i have oh that's beautiful (laughs) oh i love that okay great no i i love how you just like tied that all together that's the exact way to end it uh, before we go, Scooter's actually going to play with us uh, some live music. But so that way, before we get into that, where can we find you for all your upcoming projects and streamings and all that yes, fun yes, stuff that yes. we promote at the end of every episode? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you can find me uh, for my for my uh, DJ streaming. I stream one, I, I stream once again Sundays at six p.m., uh, Tuesdays at six p.m., and then Saturdays for the Saturday morning cleanup at nine a.m. Mm-hmm. You can find me at Scooter Brown S C O O T E R Brown Creates dot com, uh, and then for my social media handles, I believe my Instagram is already up, up at some Boom. point, but I'll share it too. But cool. it's uh, Scooter underscore Brown. Yep. Yeah. Don't worry. Yep. Uh, you'll find it if you follow the Casually Molly podcast on Instagram. You'll see his handle as well. Um, But yeah, I always say, what are you going to casually do now? But we're going to hear some live music from Scooter. So just stay tuned, everybody. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back.
Thank <laughs> you. 